Good morning and welcome to Get In Line with me, Lauren Scott. I'm so excited today to have my beautiful friend, Rachel Ruth Tate here. She is with the Astrology Roadshow and our story is, well, I think it's incredible. What about you, Rachel? It's incredible. That's that's an apt description. It really, really is. The way that we met and how parallel our lives are and astrology, the basics, y'all are hearing it all today. So welcome to Get Enlightened, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, let's get started. Let's talk about how how we met. Yeah, please lead us off because the story is pretty incredible. It is. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we met through, this is, again, before the influencer quote unquote world was actually out there, right? So we yes. we met when it was really starting and we were both in, were, were, you, were you in humanitarian efforts or were you just... Over in LA, because I can't remember exactly how you met BC. Journey, Journey Travel with Purpose. We met through Lauren Beagler. Yes, who was working with BC. Mm-hmm. And BC I was who had traveled with us. And, yes. And I was working with him starting on another project. And we yeah. were doing Traveling Purpose. And I was asked to put together a fun event in the Dallas area. And the traveling good, yeah. He he wanted the traveling good, and we were we were both local, but we hadn't connected prior to this. Yes, and I had moved from Los Angeles to Dallas because Journey itself had dissolved as an organization. Mm-hmm. Just it wasn't it wasn't sustainable. It was a public benefit company, and we weren't making enough money. <laughs> Quite frankly, we were we were functioning as a nonprofit and not actually having the structure of a nonprofit properly. But let me just put it this way: the founder of Journey. Amy Merrill, let me shout her out. She went on to found Plan C. Yes. Amazing for her. But you and I are there locally to support BC and Lauren. So Lauren was staying at my house. And the traveling good was this like literal roadshow, to use the word that I'm using for my own astrology podcast, thingam. But basically, they were going around giving these events and these presentations. And essentially, you and I put this entire thing on. I mean, the whole thing. We, we did the whole thing. And I want to say like less than a week, to be honest. With. A week. And we kicked ass. Let's we did. Real. We did. We did. We brought yeah. in goat yoga. I brought in the yeah. charity that was that was over it. It was it, and it was right when the goat yoga thing was really taking off. I, I want to say it was on Real Housewives at the time, and so yeah. I had brought. Yeah. So, so I was working with Haley Capri, who had founded Deep LM Yoga, which is now defunct, but she had sort of yes. pioneered this, and you had connected with her, and then I had connected with her, and like we're putting on goat yoga for the traveling good, all of a sudden in a week. Yes. And it was such a success. It was like a sold out event. I was so, I was so impressed. It was was insane. It was, it was so crazy. It was, it was. And then from there, um, I went on a trip with BC to Dominican, the same trip that I had my dream because I was taking yoga and I was having to go to Fort Worth all the time. So Mm -hmm. I'd had this dream. Uh, So this was a few months later. Mm -hmm. He He came to Dominican. I had this dream to start a yoga studio. Um, mm-hmm. we were still connected because me and you, of course, hit it off like immediately. We had just worked together. Like this was pretty soon after this happened. Yeah, like, it was, the rest it, it was literally, I want to say in like a 12 week period that everything yes. transpired. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I woke up, I was like, I'm going to start a yoga studio. You were actually, I had my, done the same thing. <laughs> you had done the same thing with your meditation studio and you had just started, I, I want to say you were in for a few months. Like, 
You well, had- we had, we had this idea about the same time. I just did it. Like I spun it up. So from the time we filed for the LLC, which was in May of 2018, we opened our doors July 7th of 2018. So like you and I had talked right around the same time. I want to say it was May or June. And we had both had this idea by that time. Yeah, because and by so January we is when I had opened up my studio. And and actually, officially, before I even started on the business side there, me and you talked about mm-hmm. franchising yours yes. out to Granberry. <laughs> And that was yeah, it opened and it was like successful from like day one. We were we were paying for ourselves from like month one. Same. And you and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. And it was just it I mean, just parallel lives. And then I got really, really sick with Crohn's mm-hmm. and got out and you had well, go go ahead, you take you take the floor there because that's when it was right before twenty twenty. Yeah, I ended up marrying a man very quickly. And he ended up making an attempt on my life. Mm. And so it was just like a very, my marriage fell apart. And and this was February of 2020. And then the world closed in March of 2020. And so it felt like I was putting like a whole chapter of my life to rest really quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, something that like felt really important and like it would be forever. And then all of a sudden, everything I thought it would be totally flipped and switched. And it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm single and I have no business. Like I've literally closed the business because in March of 2020, like we, we officially closed in May of 2020. Yeah. And I didn't know if it would be a good idea for people to gather. Exactly. You don't know. know. I I walked away two weeks before COVID and like looking, looking back on that, I'm like, wow. Like. Mm -hmm. You did. I remember that. I remember that. Because remember, I, w- I got really, really sick, and then I had that ski accident, and I'm like, what yeah. is the universe trying to tell me? <laughs> and you're like, maybe it's time for you to like actually heal your body, and I did. I, I walked away, and two weeks later, the whole world shut down. And, and I, I didn't say it to you at the time, but I was in a terrible place. Like yes. I barely remember the month of January in 2020. I barely remember it. If that makes sense. Like it yeah. was, it was really emotionally tough for me because you can feel something unraveling before it does. And like you were physically sick and I was emotionally sick and we were about to walk away from both of our, our meditation and yoga spaces. Like it, it was sort of immediately at the same time. It was absolutely wild, right? Like our lives have been so parallel mm-hmm. from. Without ch- even talking about it, like you and I really were not talking about this. Just like occasionally we would. Oh yeah, no, it would be, we would check in, you know, you've always been a beautiful friend to me in the sense that we don't have to be connected at the hip, you know, actually everybody that's, I'm really super close to, I'm not connected at the hip because I just, we have our own lives and our own Mm -hmm. times. And then we would, we always come back together when there's like major life changes and I, I just think that that's incredible. Like you're, you're a badass and you're going to like produce amazing creative things. And I love to connect with you and create with you. Oh, Anytime I'm I feel the same about you, girl. I feel the same about you. Okay. So and now. It's always amazingly connected. It is. It is beautiful. So now let's talk about how you deep delved into astrology. Sure. Absolutely. It was, it was, uh, as well, things, things kind of come come as change upon you when you aren't seeking to choose them, if that makes sense. Yes. Astrology came to me as much as I ever came to astrology. I told you this sort of before we were recording the show, but I 
it was, it was a New Year's Eve and, and this was, I believe 2019. So the, the New Year's Eve of 2019. And I had been doing astrology for years and, but I hadn't been doing it, if that makes sense. I had been studying it. I had been trying to learn it. I had been being diligent, but it, it's something that I felt like it. It's so much. It's, yeah. it, it's so much. <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh. It's, I think of it really as, it is a, a higher form of timekeeping. And you can think about like even the Prague astronomical clock. Astronomy and astrology were inextricable prior to the reign of Queen Elizabeth, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And it was every major study of the heavens was primarily for navigation exactly. of the earth. And navigation of the earth as above, so below. It's also navigation of the self and the inner bodies as much as the outer bodies. But when you think about it, the moon creates tidal movements. It changes circadian rhythms. And that is, we, we can see that with our eyes so easily. Same thing with the sun. The solar day pretty much creates the circadian rhythms. Mm-hmm. And the solar year, it really creates the seasons. This is time that we experience and that affects us deeply. But every other body in the sky, it also has a gravitational relationship with us. It's not as primary as the sun or the moon, but it speaks to the way that we experience life on earth. And I think that is at its core, astrology as is as physical as it ever was metaphysical. Absolutely. But it's incredibly hard to understand archetypically unless you kind of just get it. And and like I told you earlier, I just got real sick that New Year's Eve of 2019. I was reading Timaeus by Plato and I woke up and I just like got it. I understood what was kind of what this whole system was about and how to understand the inputs and the outputs. All intuitive reading, in my opinion, is the same. Yeah. If you understand the system, nothing is random. Randomness doesn't exist. Everything is interwoven on the sort of loom of reality. Mm-hmm. And so everything, every system is going to give you sensical or, or, or legitimate outputs that have valid data for you to, in, you know, to interpret and then understand your reality by. But whether it's tea leaves or tarot cards or astrology or crystals or whatever your mode is for reading reality. And for a lot of people, it's like weather patterns or it's whatever your, yeah. you know, it's engineering, it's whatever your art, your deep understanding of reality is. Music is another great example. You can use that system to understand the reality you're in. And astrology is just my primary one. I love it. Now, since you're you have the road show. It, you do it every single day, right? The astrology every single day. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is it that people should really look for when they're getting a re- an astrology birth chart reading? Because, and I, the, reason, the reason why I'm asking mm-hmm. this is because I think there are so many talented people out there that that do know and are downloaded and are really, really good at astrology, tarot, you know, I channeling, whatever it is that they do. But I also think that with TikTok becoming so mainstream (laughs) that, you know, you have a lot of people out there that are charging an arm and a leg to get a a reading and a birth chart, Mm -hmm. but not doing it the right way. So let's tell the people out here, what is it that they should really be looking for when they're looking for an astrologer and when they're looking for a reading? Lauren, I'm so glad that you brought this up and that you 
because I know that Gen Z has been such a, a, a boon for astrology. They're so wonderful. They have totally popularized, like as a millennial, I'll give it to Gen Z. They have, they understand astrology better than any other generation I've ever met. And like, it makes sense to them. And so there are now a lot, a lot of creators that are in this space. And I want to take you back a little bit back to Queen Elizabeth. Do it. Take it to the basics. It was at that point. So I practiced Hellenistic astrology, which is the most ancient form of Western astrology, which is really North Northern Hemisphere astrology. The sun interacts totally differently with the Northern Hemisphere than it does the Southern. Mm-hmm. And Vedic astrology, which is Indian astrology, um, which is even more ancient than Hellenistic astrology, that tells you from the lens of that viewpoint and that interaction with all the different planets. It's a really different thing but they both tell you a lot about how to navigate life and how to interpret and contextualize. Nothing's predictive, but when things happen in your outer experience, it's nice to have a framework internally upon which to hang those experiences that make sense and gives you purpose. And so that's what astrology is. The best way to get a good reading, number one, Honestly, it's a referral. If you know somebody that's had a reading that gave them a lot of clarity and purpose and you trust the judgment of that person, it's far better, in my opinion, to go with that sort of a referral than to find some random on social media. Oh, yeah. Mine too. Mine too. That goes with any of any of the healing, healing modalities. <laughs> like, yeah. I think referrals and, and, are the know. biggest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I would say that there are a lot of people that practice astrology in back to Queen Elizabeth. So she (laughs) inherited that whole tradition and Western astrology was started in sort of Mesopotamia. So since we've been looking at the sky and the movements and, and navigating the earth, we've been doing astrology and people early on collaborated a lot. I think we forget that like prior to Christianity and I'm somebody who's a big Christ fan. So I'm saying this as a good Christian. Yeah. Like there was a lot of destruction of a lot of the ancient wisdom, yes. which was collaborative yes. between a lot of the different areas when like say the libraries of Alexandria, all these major centers were looted and burned. But other than that, there was a lot of that tradition that was still completely alive and completely um, cogent. Um, and Queen Elizabeth had herself a wonderful astrologer. His name was John Dee. He's a mathematician and astrologer of some some great note. But she essentially had her own astrologer and then she forbade astrology. She literally oh. uh, criminalized it for anybody else. <laughs> and so astrology that's, was... That's mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> In the Western world, because nobody wanted anybody to predict the death of the monarch and, uh, and some other stuff. But, but it was sense. really, uh, that tradition was buried and that was the dominant power at the time. Elizabeth, essentially to Elizabeth, there, there was a dynasty there for the UK and their cultural influence really impacted Western astrology. And in sort of the 20th century, a lot of American astrologers like the venerable Linda Goodman. And I mean, other than the Bible, Linda Goodman's books have sold more copies than any other book in the English language. Yeah. And she did, she did sun sign astrology and sun sign astrology is effective, but it's so small a slice. That's, you it's know, that's, like, that's how I learned was from her books and, and mm-hmm. focusing on sun sign astrology when I was a and child. It makes sense. Like sunset, she, she did amazing and does, you know, her, her books are, are incredible and they're useful, but she is fractional in terms of her own acumen. 
to be uh, frank. Oh, 100%. I mean, actually, you know, as a kid just dabbling in it, probably around 14, like learning, mm -hmm. you know, the sun sign and what that even meant and then reading the astrology because at that time, you know, we didn't have internet. It was the Sunday newspaper mm -hmm. that came, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and so um, that, that was yeah. like my introduction. And then my mom, she was always really into healing modalities. And, you know, I started yoga and meditation young. And so Me she, <laughs> she always loved astrology. I know I've, I've, I've been meaning to ask you because did you grow up in Highland Park? So my parents moved there when I was 18. My siblings were younger uh, and they stayed there for some time. My dad's been at SMU since 99. So we've been in and out of the park cities for whatever, but I started yoga at 15 as well. So I have a, I have a, a wild memory and we'll, we'll have to talk about this off of, off of the mm -hmm. camera, but the, um, of, of doing yoga with you as a child. And I'm wondering if it's the same guy that I went to when I was He's young. Is it uh, did he have the parachutes? I can't remember his name. My mom can't either. But the parachutes in his like house and they were actually um, hot air balloons. I don't know. That's there was all American I really Power remember. Yoga. That was in, in the yeah. Dallas area, American Power Yoga, and it was it wasn't super a, everywhere. No, it wasn't a studio. It was just um, it was it was just a guy that taught. In Highland Park at his house. It, it's wild that I remembered that, but it had popped in and I asked I my mom. There, dude. I, I know, I know. It would not surprise me at all. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me either. Which then would explain why when we first met, we were like, why do you, why are you so familiar? familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but totally, totally different story. Sorry, guys. But um, it, it, <laughs> With, with her and her books, you know, I was so big and I'm a Libra son. So I, when, when mm -hmm. learning actually, you know, about the rising and about your moon, I was like, no, I'm not going to be a cancer rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. only reading my son. <laughs> oh, girl, don't I understand you. Like I, so house systems, the way we delineate houses is up for some debate. There are numerous different sorts of systems. There's whole sign house, Placidus, Porphyry. Um, there's equal houses. There's quadrant houses. There's just people like to draw the map in a lot of different ways. Let me put it this way. And I was between two when I was younger. I was between Placidus and whole sign. Whole sign being the oldest, Placidus being the most common today. And the Placidus chart made my, like, it made me have a stellium in the fifth. And a stellium <laughs> in the fifth looked super fun because that's a fun house. And then the one in whole sign had me a stellium in the sixth. And I was like, oh, no, not a stellium in the sixth. That's <laughs> terrible. And, and the more my life came out, the more I was like, yeah, it's fucking whole sign. Like, <laughs> it actually is that. That way I do not have a stellium in the fifth. I have a stellium in the sixth. This one is the one. This is how I know. This is same as you. This is this is this is it, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so if they're asking for well, a reading, out true. what are can you explain to the people that don't understand what the rising, the moon, the sun sign is, and how they can figure it out? Sure. So I think it's nice to sometimes lay out the circle and, and people I'm sure all have their circles that they've generated on some online platform, cafe astrology or astro.com or something like this. So you have your own circle. When you're looking at the ascendant or the rising or the Western or Western, the Eastern horizon, don't, 
not Western, the Eastern horizon where things are rising over when you were born, where the sun rises over, that is the ascendant. And so it is truly what constellation is on the horizon Mm -hmm. that things are coming over. And then your descendant or where your seventh house is, that is the Western horizon that things are setting over. Everything above that in the chart is visible. So we talk about the mid heaven, that's the highest point in the sky. And then everything else is below the feet or below the horizon when you were born. Mm -hmm. So not visible. Now, this is important because the things that are visible will be the most visible in life. And the chart changes based upon the luminaries which are in the sky at birth. So if the sun is over the horizon, if it's in the sky and it's visible, you have a day chart. If the sun is below the horizon and it's not visible, you have a night chart. Now, sun sign astrology, the sun, a lot of people are born during the day because that's when doctors like to work, right? Mm -hmm. But during the day, you have sun as the dominant luminary. If you're born at night, the moon is your dominant luminary. If you're born in the daytime, it's the sun is the leader of the day sect. And then you have Jupiter and Saturn, the two planets that are socially responsible, aka we work during the day. We're responsible to other people and we do our greater good. We do our higher learning. We do our, we live our purpose during the day. And at night, the moon, the internal body, the emotional body, the private life is the dominant luminary. And then the primary planets are Venus and Mars. What we love and enjoy and how we feel pleasure and how we act, move and do. And we're much more liberated to do what we want, Venus and Mars, in the evening, traditionally, than we are during the day. So if you are born during the day, know that those, that sun sign astrology is going to work for you. If you're born in the evening and you've always, you know, known your sun sign and maybe you don't affiliate with it or you don't really relate to it check out your moon and I bet you you're going to get your mind blown about how much more you relate. You are the best. You make it um, easy for people to understand. I love that. I, I, I truly appreciate that. I really, really, I, I love listening to you daily with your show. It comes, you, you. you know, it's funny because it came up on my FYP on, I want to say TikTok. <laughs> I hope so. I just got on TikTok and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. I love it. I know. I think, I think it's fun too. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to reach out to her because I hadn't talked to you in a few months. And I'm like, I've got to figure out what's going on with her. And then I'm like, oh my, she's got to do this show. (laughs) She's got to be. I'm so excited to be here with you. TikTok, I just got on TikTok in like August because I decided to start the roadshow then. I had been doing a podcast prior to that mm-hmm. called the Tax Astrology Podcast. And I'd been releasing a full and new moon podcast for about a year and a half before that. But I realized that it just made a lot more sense for me at this point in my life based upon some different things. But one of them being like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to produce a fully professional bi-monthly. Like I, it was scripted. I literally had written. Oh, like it was, every, it was like a full sit down video. Oh yeah. The whole oh, shebang. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was word for word written out and I was doing some deep astrology and it was really helpful for me to deepen my own practice. I mean, I take private clients, like you were saying, a yeah. lot of people yeah. take private clients, but I found that the videos I would release on Instagram when I would do such a thing, they were more viewed than my podcast. Oh yeah, because 
It's easier. Right. And I thought, you know what? If this is the medium, if this is where people are, like TikTok, to be honest, is where people are. Mm-hmm. It's not Instagram. They're gone. Like I'm, it's me and millennials and Gen X. And we're like, oh, Instagram. Like everybody else is on TikTok. I know. So I get there. <laughs> Go to TikTok. And I get there. And to be quite frank with you, Lauren, and I hope this changes, but for me, I wanted to want to view TikTok more than I do. I keep track of a few people like you and my friends, Mel and Rimsha, who have a great podcast as well that I follow. But like, I keep track of a few people. And other than that, I, they, they have not managed to show me content that I want to see. Yeah. I love putting videos on there and I love interacting with the people who are there. And it's truly, I think, a, a really uh, broad platform and I really enjoy it but I can't manage to get content I want other than following people I know like you. <laughs> and I want to listen to your stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way. You know, I, 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 the endless scrolling is gone. I, I think when it first no. started in 2020, I was like, oh, this is a great place to like go and see everything, you know, because we're in our houses and let me learn how to right. cook or something. You know what I mean? But now yeah. these days it's, it, it, it is, just the people that I follow. I, I started a little TikTok for the podcast and it's been fun. I think it, it you know, it, it actually has driven some people as yes. far as numbers, which surprisingly, yes. you know, but we're, we were before all the social media world. So I just kind of try oh, to yeah. stay with the times, but I'm, but I'm never a hundred percent like into the editing or like <laughs> all of that stuff, you know, like make it basic. <laughs> right. Because to me, if if there is something that you are supposed to, each person has their enlightened qualities. Whatever yours are, you're not going to have to force them or edit them oh. or filter them. Your genius is going to be your genius and you just need to share it. Exactly. Exactly. I love you so bad. All right. Now, <laughs> biggest misconception of ast- astrology. Oh, biggest misconception is I think that astrology is a predictive art. Mm. There is astrology that people use to try to understand the future. But a lot of, like that's called horary astrology. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people practice natal chart astrology, which is the study of your own birth chart to see what the natal promise, what the planets say about what your life and purpose and your ways of being are like and how your energy focuses itself, which can be helpful in self-acceptance. Yeah, And like, in, in my opinion, self-acceptance also leads to self-knowledge and that is self-love. And so when we can accept all parts of ourselves and understand them, then we can, we can actualize and we can synthesize our whole being and, and focus ourselves and it's hard to do in this in this Western society to, to just like love yourself it completely. It and is. I think astrology helps with that. There's also mundane astrology, which speaks to the cosmic weather, if you will, and like what to expect, like rain or snow or heat. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of just like the vibe of what's going on and how the planets are at this time. And then there's also electional astrology, which is the um, study of of picking dates to do things like if you wanted to create something that was completely stable and would never change, don't initiate it on an eclipse. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Don't do what I did with the podcast. But predictive, like that's just such a little tiny fraction of astrology. And like I said earlier, it's mostly for context, understanding, acceptance, and maximization. I think it's such a personal thing too. 
I think, I think that when you're looking at your chart and when you get with somebody like you that, that can teach it, um, you do start looking at it in a different way and start using it in a different way. It's not always just to predict the future, but like you said, to really go inward for the self-love and self-care and mm-hmm. see why, see why you're having the transitions because astrology is one thing that a lot of people cannot argue with. You know, I can flip over That's a tarot. What Gen Z says. <laughs> I'm a t- I can flip over a tarot card, and you can always go back and forth with me on arguing on how I read it. But when it comes to astrology, there's only so many ways that you can actually read the way that it is in your birth chart. You know, and thank you for saying that because there are so many like TikTok and Instagram astrologers who, if you're an astrologer and you're listening to them, you're like, you don't know anything. Like you're saying nonsense. <laughs> you're saying things that aren't even real or true. And I'll put it this way. Most astrologers are going to have their own methods, whether it be Placidus, whole sign, whether it be they're a Vedic yes. astrologer, they're a Hellenistic astrologer, but they're going to have those, if that makes sense. Yes. You're someone who's, who's schooled, who's versed. Most of us have mentors, have teachers because it's such a deep science. Like you wouldn't want a medical doctor speaking to you if they'd never formally gone to medical school or if they'd never actually checked to make sure that they were good you know, no at what they do. And that's no part of it. Like It's really important, I think, to have those fundamentals undergirded by some sort of at least mentorship or apprenticeship to different masters that are acknowledged as being such. And I feel that way in all healing modalities. I feel um, one of my biggest lessons stepping into not only being a business owner in the spiritual world, because let's be honest, mm-hmm. when you're owning yoga studios and crystal stores, it's the <laughs> spiritual world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, but, but asking the questions, um, making sure that the teachers and the people that you want to be around you are living the same kind of life that they're preaching, um, that they're understanding what they're doing. And it's not just for the bottom dollar. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. My family was always taught uh, when you give advice, it, it is an energy exchange, right? So, so yeah. it doesn't always have to be a money thing. And I think these days, everything, because money is our exchange and it is, it is used as an energy exchange, is put on everything t- sometimes to that ridiculous level. And it's really That's easy okay. f- for people and to go onto the internet and feel like they've learned what they need to learn and then share it inappropriately. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of touching on that because when we talk about this kind of stuff, I want people to know, you know, Delphin, it's, it's not a problem to ask people who are actually helping you with the healing where they stand, you know, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) where they learned how they live. I think that's something that any kind of modality yeah. like that is something that needs to be discussed. So. And, and if you're, if your listeners are interested, I mean, my teachers are, are I, I studied with Austin Kopic and he has a fundamentals of astrology course. That's incredible. Um, Chris Brennan is another of his collaborators and also the founder and the producer of the astrology podcast, which has been running for, I think almost a decade now. And it's one of the best places to get really, clear and cogent uh, advice on in terms of astrology and many different different voices as well. I mean, they have a lot of guests, but all of which 
have backgrounds and have bodies of work, which are incredible. And, and it, you can get a lot from listening to even just the free resources that are available. And I mean, I could go on. Channing Nicholas is another incredible person who's, who's risen to popularity and she has a lot of great resources. They all don't function under the same, like Chris and Austin are Hellenistic. And then Chani is, is a more modern astrologer who uses Placidus, for example. Or I think she might use whole sign now. She might have used Placidus back in the day. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but anyway, these people are, are all like people who have obviously devoted their lives. And I think that's the important part is like, has somebody put in the time to become a master of their art? You know, like we see so many people. Are they example, walking their talk? But, but they'll just go get a certification or they'll yes. go get a, a credential immediately after finding an art. Mm -hmm. And I think that true, true uh, depth within a space is also the practice, yes. which is the devotion, which is the time. And even like Malcolm Gladwell, what was his thing? 10,000 hours <laughs> you know, like yeah. for people to do really master something. To really master it. it. Yeah, it's just it's just time and devotion and and it's interest. That's what provides depth and accuracy. Uh, exactly. And I think that it's very 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 important for people to understand that when they're going out and looking for these modalities. Like mm -hmm. do it guys, do it. All right, now let's let's end with what was your biggest surprise as you've as you've mm -hmm. delved into this professional career and kind of changed from the time that we've met doing events and charity to mm -hmm. having our studios to now stepping mm -hmm. into the podcast roadshow astrology world full time, mm -hmm. what's been your biggest surprise? So this is so appropriate, Lauren. You are the best with creating things. Thank we are you. speaking so close to a partial lunar eclipse. People don't even know. We're speaking like an hour before a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus at five degrees of Taurus. But my biggest surprise has been how much the lunar nodes are imperative for astrological accuracy. Like they're the most important things that I ever, uh, I didn't realize it at first. I really didn't give a fuck about them at first. Mm -hmm. But then I would see these charts and I'd be privileged to read marriage charts or death charts or, you know, birth charts. Like, just these very, like when your friends are giving birth or when someone you know has someone pass and you get to see these really impactful charts for the people the closest to you. And they always included incredible nodal activity, like insanely intense nodal activity with every major life change chart. Mm. And that was something I've been realizing of late that every major human change chart that I've noticed there is incredible nodal activity and the nodes give the eclipses and we're speaking on an eclipse. I'm and I would have never guessed that like throughout, I've been surprised. Like I married somebody who betrayed the hell out of me and I'm more surprised about lunar nodes <laughs> <laughs> in charts. And for the, for the listeners as well, the lunar nodes, it's the place where the sun's apparent path through the sky. So obviously we're going around the sun. The sun doesn't move, but it, it, its path is through the ecliptic. And so it's apparent path. And the moon's orbit, the moon's actual orbit, they cross at certain points that move because of precession of equinoxes and because of our axial tilt and all kinds of things. But where the, where the nodes are is, is where all the light is going. The light is the information. So the sun and the moon's light is all headed towards that point. 
One point of which is what we're moving towards in a linear fashion. And one point is what we're moving away from. Wow. So it's like the threads of the whole story that we're weaving together here on this planet. And the more I've encountered them, the more I've been like, this is every astrologer who's not using nodes needs to use nodes. Node being Greek for not. So where, where the fates not onto the physical space and how they connect. But I think that everybody uh, in their own charts too, who's listening to this, who might have some facility or who maybe is going to get a reading. Mm-hmm. If your astrologer doesn't use nodes, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> just go. Just well, go. and then yourself, use nodes. Just use nodes. That's use all. the nodes, people. Use your lunar nodes. Yes. Well, with that, Rachel, I am so happy that you're here. Thank you so much. Let's go ahead and shout out your socials, where people can find you, where they can see your show. I am at Rachel Ruth Tate on TikTok, on Instagram. RachelRuthTate.com is me. RachelRuthTate.as.me to schedule. You can schedule on my website as well, but that's my acuity scheduling for the Gen Z who loves that. And anything else, I mean, you you will probably find me uh, on on Instagram or on TikTok every day at the Astrology Roadshow. And it's amazing. You don't, you don't want to miss that one. I will tell you, I have, I have pretty much listened to every single day um, for the last, I want to say what month, for the month of October. And I think almost every single one I am having whatever you're saying has happened in some form or fashion, you have nailed it. So I am so blessed to connect with you today, Lauren. And I'm, I'm excited for anybody who gets into astrology by way of this episode or connects with you later about astrology. I know that you have your own sort of understanding of your chart and everything that you've been through. And so I encourage people to connect with us both on these topics and anything else. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Rachel. And thank you everybody for listening to Get Enlightened with me, Lauren Scott. Bye, Rachel. Thanks again, hon. Bye, Lauren. Thank you. 